up, y'all? This is Taylor Hart from Respect My Region here for episode 16 of Blunt Talk. These are going by so quickly, and I cannot believe that it is already almost May. It's uh, it's going to be May. Sorry, that was a really bad impression of that. Um, but it is. It's about to be May, and it's about to be my motherfucking birthday. Hey, Yes, I fly out to LA tomorrow to go celebrate my birthday with uh, Joey from Respect My Region as well. I'm going to go kick it with the squad down in LA. So if you out there, holler at me uh, and we'll figure something out because I'm just kicking it all weekend through Monday. So holler at your girl because I am turning 28 and I'm trying to smoke 28 grams for my 28th birthday. So we need to blow through a whole ounce, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> so for today though, I'm going to be roasting on, I don't have the jar around here cause I lost it somewhere in my apartment right now. Um, but I have the LSD strain from Royal Tree. So something a little psychedelic and fun for me. Um, I, it's really a beat and peppy, which is why I chose it. Um, cause I'm sitting down today with Tope and I'm super hey. excited to have him on today. And if you hey. don't know Tope, you don't know what's dope on the West coast. And that's All right. <laughs> Bars. That's right. Bars. <laughs> start spitting. You kick a beat, and I'll start spitting, and then on, we'll have <laughs> we'll have our own, own thing happening, you know. Um, but for real though, uh, uh, it's funny because before we got on here, I was talking about uh, the night where I met Tope, and uh, this was. I think I I figured fall of like 2015, maybe. Um, at the tiniest little bar in Bellingham called the Swillery. Yes. Uh, shout out the homie Derek, goes by MP, a uh, super dope rapper out here, as well as his homie Vocab. They were performing with him that night, and it brought me out to the Swillery. Uh, shout out Mustafa as well up in Bellingham, the homie out there. Um, craziest little bar with like 20 people fit in there uh and i don't i don't even remember much of that night quite honestly other than blowing a bunch of blunts and uh just hanging out so um but sure. it's been shit almost like what seven years now um uh, and i've been following you ever since so that's uh, so now we're here <laughs> yes we made it that's yes. that's so tight like i actually didn't remember that you were at that show but i remember probably like three shows i think at the swillery and they were always like you know small intimate but like we did our best to like turn those crowds out like i remember one specifically like um no, I see. Yeah, I remember one specifically, and I feel like it was like a, there was like, I, I don't know if it was the night you're talking about, but I feel like it was like, there was like a birthday party too, or something there. There was like a bunch of kids there too. And we just like rocked <laughs> that shit and like turned it into like a party, into like our party, basically by the end of it. I can't remember if That's that was the night you, you were there or not. Or was it like, was, no, was there like nobody there the, the night you were there? There was like nobody there. It was like okay. it was like okay. pretty bare bones. It was like the artists and their friends and family. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think I there. think that was maybe the first time I played, and then the second time we played, I remember there was like a cool crowd. Then the third time, it was like it was it was small again. Like it was yeah. like you know like, and they were kind of just depending on like some of the openers we had and stuff like yeah. that or whatever. But it was it was 
it was always like fun going up to Bellingham. Like yeah. whenever I was up there, it was like some sort of little tour or something. So I know we were like doing some sort of some sort of tour, like or some sort of run up there. Cause I never went and did like one off shows in Bellingham. It was Wasn't always like, like broke boy syndrome era though. Was that you said 2015? Run? Roughly, I think. Yeah, that's right. Cause broke boy syndrome came out like at the very end of 2014 like december 2014 so like january we definitely were probably doing um like a little multi-city run like i think i do remember we did like bellingham seattle olympia portland and our eugene show got canceled yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's crazy yep Yep. that's tight though it's always beautiful like i don't know to have those type of relationships within music when you know when it's like over some years like i'm looking back at some of my relationships i have now and it's like damn we've been knowing each other 20 years like 15 years and shit like yeah really damn near grew up together you know like it's always cool it is and i feel like there's a lot of artists out here who like when i really started getting entrenched in hip-hop out here in seattle uh in particular like it, it was like my college like a little bit in high school but i was still all the way out in monroe which is like 45 minutes out of seattle and i didn't drive so it was always hard for me to get to shows so i would just listen you know uh you know i would just cop the album or whatever and listen to it um but then when i first really started going out to shows and stuff it was post high school and while i was in college so like 2012 era and i feel like that's when a lot of like these artists really got there like started because they were coming of age into it and everything Mm -hmm. now i've watched them grow for the past decade now and to where they're being like successful and you know getting invited out to the grammys or like grammy nominated people and shit and it's like having known them for so long and watching that progression throughout and watching the journey like it makes me so happy to see because i've cheered them on the whole time you know so to see growth is just it's incredible so i i love uh these types of relationships that go for years and years and years and just continue to build and help each other grow as well which has always been really cool because i feel like you've been especially because i've been with respect my region now since like 2017 or so so for quite a while and you've definitely you know worked with us at respect my region quite a bit in things and just like back end things too whether it's like an introduction to somebody else that you may know in your network or something like that too mm-hmm. like that's what's so cool about the relationship is the networking that comes from it as well and just like the full on community feeling that it gets even when you know you're all the way in another state from me right now. Nah, for <laughs> real. Two, I'm two states away, or like a full state yes. away, you know, like definitely. And I was gonna, I was definitely gonna say like, re- respect my region has been one of those things, like a staple, you know, like since the T&E days and, and maybe even before that, of like a, a website and like a platform that is also like supported and grown along the way too. Like you guys have, grown so much you know shout out to mitch and joey and the whole team and everything too and like um it's been dope to see and it's inspiring you know it 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 really is just a testament of like not giving up like all the people that i know that didn't give up and just kept going at it their their brands grew and their music grew and like their life improved you know for the most part i don't know many people that like 
stay consistent and didn't win you know like it really there's not that many people it's such a it's just a valuable lesson and and it's also one of those things like the people who who did give up and then they watch the other people just continue to like progress and grow and like you'd be like damn i shouldn't have I should have stuck yes. with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I have momentum too. So it's like, it's motivating to watch and inspirational and definitely continuing 100%. and generation after generation too, which is really cool to see. Cause even then, especially in hip hop, cause it's so unique because it's so young that a lot of us having these discussions, like this is, we're still seeing groundbreaking things happening, you know? And so we're still sure. seeing the originators finally get their their rewards <clears throat> and their flowers you know for what they've done for the culture and to progress the genre into what it is today and so to even see it on the small scale within our own communities is local community uh, yeah yeah it's wild it, it truly is wild definitely <laughs> i've always like in a sidebar to the conversation i've always been jealous of like seattle's community because you guys have such a cool community of artists like yeah. portland does as well but i feel like seattle you guys were always like one step ahead and artists like having advanced like um just packages with with their music you know too and and like it's such a it's such a cool community from the outside looking in and i'm thankful to like even have one foot in the door with seattle people or whatever because it it definitely has a community feel where like yeah. people and I know I'm sure every city city is like that where people feel different, but but the support from the outside looking in it has always been like impressive within the Seattle scene of like other artists taking themselves on tour and supporting yeah. each other and how one, you know, there's so many like layers to the Seattle hip hop where where one artist was led to another artist and another artist yeah. and another, you know, like it's just been a dope family tree to like watch over the year and over the years and just see like who's next who's continuing to do their thing or whatever like seattle's and especially for a market that's you know not the easiest hip-hop market in the world like seattle has done such an amazing job and i'm i always tell people like when they want to go i'm like yeah they got a cool little music scene up there too like the seattle yeah. scene is, is dope you know and that's even with me being a little bit let a little bit tapped out with being down in the bay but i still right. you know pay attention to what's going on up there or whatever that's so cool to hear though from somebody from outside of it because like i'm always like preaching this obviously to everybody because i'm so entrenched and in, into it but it really is incredible to see the quality of what comes out of this area because it is so hard to like make it on such a large like mainstream scale from here that mm -hmm. it's like even just striving for underground success is like is still hard out here but what people do is combat that with like really impeccably like finished and like it, it the sound is incredible the mixes out here are always really good and just like the for general creativity sure. and the diversity of it all like it, it's it's incredible to see and be a part of. So to hear that from yeah. the outside of the scene, it's just really reaffirming and, and so cool. But like, you've also like been, you know, Northwest love forever, you know, coming yeah. from Portland and shit. It's like, it, it's always, Portland's always been, I feel like, you know, the baby sister to Seattle and whatnot. And it's cool to see the Portland scene 
really start to flourish a little bit more and, and mm -hmm. give a little bit more attention to it because there are a lot of talented people coming out of there too. So mm -hmm. um, it's cool to kind of have Seattle's community start to bridge that gap. I know we did the, we did a little Seattle to Portland um, thing with the thesis um, down at Kelly's Olympia. And we did a little thing for our, um, what year was that? I don't even remember. It was my birthday that we went down there. Mm -hmm. um, no, was, I remember that you guys did a show in Seattle and a show in Portland. Yeah, it was a okay. couple of years back. Um, I can't even remember which one it was now. But yeah, it was so cool. And I felt like that was, uh, you know, we brought a lot of our community out there and it and it was we were met with welcome and open arms. So it was really cool. For to sure. See. Yeah. yeah, definitely. That that needs to happen more, to be honest yeah. with you, like that sort of bridge. And I've had ideas about even with like, it's a little bit further distance, but like Oakland and Portland and stuff like that. But those type of things, like collaborations need to happen. Like even people down yeah. in the Bay, like going to Portland and experiencing the music scene up there or going to Seattle, like people are really curious about it. And it's a different, it's a completely different feel than down here, you know? So it's like... It's and and vice versa. Like the Bay is obviously different than Portland and Seattle, but yeah. but at the same time, there there you know there there's a history between all those cities musically, right. you know, and yeah. and they're all influenced like in a way. You know, I would well, I would say like the Bay, you know, influences Seattle and Portland sound in a way for sure. Totally, you know, so. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. been a lot of history of artists collabing from the Bay and Seattle. I know that for sure. Not so mm -hmm. much privy on like the Portland connection too much, but I do know there is. Yeah, yeah there is some of some of the um some of uh yeah like some of of uh, Mac Dre's producers were from Portland. Right. Um, psycho he recently passed away but like um there there's definitely been like and then of course bosco you know he's like a legendary producer from yeah. from portland that's done bay stuff and cool nuts you know like there's there's definitely some strong ties for sure right yeah but also i feel like geographically the bay is very similar to seattle as well you know a big port city it's all oh, yeah. gray with the you know fog rolling in and then the rainy days and so it's it's very similar in that aspect i felt that no, i've been to the bay a few times and i always feel right at home when i'm in the bay. yeah the first time i went to san francisco i was like I felt like I had been there before because I had, you know, being from Portland and Seattle, I'm like, okay, I get, even though, you know, it has very like unique characteristics. I'm like, okay, I get what Portland and Seattle were kind of like going for yeah. with their city, you know? Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. So yeah, I feel like that just makes for a, a similar attitude, a similar kind of approach to things, which naturally builds connections over time. Just, yeah. just like that. Um, do you think moving to the Bay influenced you in like a, a, a dramatic way? Do you think that change of scenery, environment and everything had, had a play into where you're at now? Yes, 100%. Like um, on multiple levels, really, like um, I feel like the first one was life. Like it wasn't even it, the music came later, but the first was just life, like moving to California and um, to be honest, not really having much of a plan and not having much of like money to do stuff, you know, like I kind of just jumped down here. So it was like kind of a shocker with like life, you know, like um, 
feel like I, I was I was so comfortable in my Portland bubble. Like when I left Portland, I was like, you know, very comfortable, could do whatever I wanted in the city, how, you know, had a cool, my life was amazing. Like when I left my life in Portland, like it was amazing. And I traded all that to move to the Bay and, mm -hmm. you know, like refigure it out. So there was a lot of like, I kind of had to humble myself. I had to like learn a lot about myself. I had to learn about um, what truly makes me happy, not material things, but like what true happiness is about, what self-love is about, what, you know, dealing with depression was like, all these type of things. Like my life, every every relationship in my life changed when I moved, like every single one. There's, there really wasn't one relationship that stayed the same. And um, and then I also moved to a city that I was a unknown artist. You know, I had to restart right. as an artist where people didn't know who I was. And I genuinely, I didn't know if I had it in me. Like I was like, I don't know if I have it in me to restart and go from the bottom after, after I had worked so hard to get where I was at in the Northwest yeah. and then, and then start over, you know what I'm saying? In, in just the social climb. So, so there was that, you know, and I moved to LA, I moved back to the Bay and just, it was a lot of like life bouncing around. There was heartbreak and like a whole bunch of stuff sprinkled in. Yeah. And once I got through like that period of like life challenges, then I also was faced with the challenge of feeling like my music wasn't good enough down here. Like there's so many talented artists and you know, the Bay has a very different bounce and tempo yeah. than portland does you know or or seattle or northwest music so yeah man i had to become a student almost you know like figure figure it out and like i would just be at parties and i would like see how people were reacting to certain songs and like how how there'd be like bay area anthems you know that people were just like it would just change the entire party the entire energy of the party and and really just becoming a fan of Bay Area music. And then also, like, there was a show uh, in in San Francisco. I was opening up um, for, oh, my God, what's, uh, Ryan, what's his name? Calvarino? Caraveo? Ryan yeah. Caraveo? Is that his name, Ryan? <laughs> Ryan Caraveo? Is that who yeah, you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yes, yeah, what about Seattle, yeah, I was opening up for him. Oh, word, yeah, 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 you got it. Okay. Yeah, sorry, edit that part out, make it look. Reverse cool. um, <laughs> it. I was opening up for him, and I and I had just moved back to the Bay, and while I was on stage, someone someone stole. Not saying I'm not blaming this on him, and anyway, just putting the Seattle reference. But someone stole my backpack. It had my laptop in it, my car keys, my wallet. I had like all my stuff yeah. in it. Like, but it was my laptop, which I had made all the music on for the last like four years something like that i didn't have it any of it backed up anything like and i was already just in a shaky spot with life or whatever so it was like i was literally like asking my friends and like i'm like bro i think this is a sign from god that i need to quit music and like do something different with my life like everything everything has been going so just like I felt like I was swimming against the current for like three years straight, you know, like yeah. just, just life was just handing it to me. And the, and the, the breaking point was getting my laptop stolen with all my music. And at the, at that time I was just starting furthermore too. So it was like my right. job 
and my music. Like I had no way to like do people's PR packages, but I was also like had no way of creating music. So it was literally like, you know, I had to start from ground zero. But then when I got a new laptop, um, I basically like I didn't have this one program that allowed me to sample in in reason. So I just started making beats from scratch, like just started learning the piano and like watching tutorials and stuff like that. And that changed my production sound completely. Like my old yeah, records, I would I would sample, you know, like it was all sample based or whatever. Yeah. And then I completely changed and like went to composed beats and like learned a lot about music theory and like taught myself a lot about you know just making music and that shit was and then that shit was whack like there was like a year of me making beats like in this new <laughs> format that was yeah. trash you know i had to get better at that too so yeah. it was like it was like that so dealing with like the self-confidence of playing my music for people being in a new region not having my comfort you know everything yeah. but at the end of the day like i just kept going and kept going and kept going and like just kept trying to improve myself and improve my music at the same time like be a better person and be a better musician and everything else is going to fall into place in my life you know so like man. man i grew so much in this in this move and i don't think like i don't think i would be the coolest person if i hadn't have moved like i think yeah. i would be like um I don't know. I don't know if I would have like, I don't know when I would have checked my ego and, and like become a humbler person. Right. And I think I also would have eventually like become that bitter artist in Portland, you know, like be stuck there, minimal success, all this stuff yeah. da, 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 and, and start becoming like a bitter person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But no, I feel like with everything, story. like it, it's just like, man, it humbled me so much, you yeah. know? And, um, I now it's like there was times like I said like I was really like thinking like my music career it might be over this might be this might be the end of it so for things to be going the way they are now and for me to have like a second chapter in music as a producer right. like I'm just I'm thankful for every single day and every single like accomplishment that happens because like I know what it felt like to have it taken away you know from yeah. leaving leaving on a high from Portland and feeling like I was untouchable at that time feeling like I was really gonna um make it as a rapper you know like I was very like uh focused on blowing up you know yeah. whatever that was or whatever <laughs> right. so it was so now it's just like I'm just very thankful when I look at things like way different than I would have back then like way different longest answer longest answer possible but no that was beautiful i love hearing stories like that because honestly like i think about it all the time here in seattle you know there's so much and like i i haven't even began to cover like everything that's going on here but i can already feel myself like feeling like seattle is too small for me and mm -hmm. like i i just need to I need to push myself and I need to like, and like part of that was starting this podcast at the top of the year too. This was something that I had never done and I just, I needed to really just jump into it and, and grow a little bit. And so, you know, uh, I think about jumping ship and moving out of here all the time just to get mm -hmm. that fresh start to like, really like hone in on certain things and, 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 
and take that next step up in, in the things that I'm doing. Cause sometimes I do feel like I, like, especially during the pandemic, oh my God, during the pandemic, I was just like, nope, I'm comfortable. I have a job. I'm in a <laughs> worker. Um, cool. I'm cool with that for right now. But now that things are like opening up, I've, I've really been thinking about it lately and how yeah. like, I, the monotony is starting to get to me and like I, I need to to push myself further or else I feel like I'm just going to get stuck in this like I'm like worried that I'm going to be stuck in just like these interviews that like go nowhere and like hardly anybody watches them or anything like that even though I like I'm watching you know more and more people tune in and watch it it's just like part of me is also thinking in the back of my mind like what if this is all I'll ever be you know like <laughs> yeah. what if there's nowhere from here um, no, I feel so, it. I feel it. Yeah. So hearing that whole story and just like how it pushed you to further yourself and to like change your sound completely is it's just so beautiful to hear things like that. You know, I want people to look inside themselves and to like really see what's going on and change it. It bothers the living shit out of me when people are like upset with what their life is and everything but they won't do anything to change any of it or to change themselves or anything mm -hmm. like that i'm like why are you living then if you're not gonna like focus on the things that you're living for you know what i mean like that's just 100 no, yeah it's just so wild um so yeah however long that was I don't even care because it's it's part of your life and it's part of yeah. the wonderful story to hear and and Not you can for sure. hear it in the progression of your beats and and the progression of you as an artist in general you can hear it and even the way that you like approach sharing your music or like shit like that like random fucking thing um was it Twitter or Instagram? You posted that video of you driving through San Francisco or whatever with one oh, of your yeah, yeah, behind yeah. it. And mm -hmm. it was, I think it was Twitter maybe where you posted it and it like fucking skyrocketed and yeah. viral because it was just the right aesthetic with the right beat, the right vibe at the right, right. time and everything. But you Literally. know, and you know what? I was also like, damn, we're really in a pandemic because a video of me just driving around went viral. We're really <laughs> we are really stuck in the house. Like we're not doing shit, huh? Like me. Yeah. And I was just driving to San Francisco. I was, I was buying this uh, bass guitar that's behind me on the wall oh, or whatever. Yeah. And so oh, I yeah. had just like, I had just, um, randomly had my instagram open on that filter or whatever so i was just took the video over the bridge and then when i got home i was like this just looks too cool like this yeah. looks too dope you know what i'm saying and i just threw it together but i was trying to like do some alternative stuff like that like different mm -hmm. type of videos to people will be listening to my beat and they wouldn't even know because the visual is like so appealing in a way and just yeah just trying to give different offerings to people you know yeah. like just just trying something different you know and like yeah that was definitely cool and i try and like i don't know i'm trying to just share my music you know in an organic and like real way you know and just not the gimmicks like less of the gimmicks more of me you know which is yeah. something that before i was so focused on the image you know when i was rapping i was like very focused on the image and like scared to let people know like who the real me was and for us or for whatever reason. And I've just right. learned throughout time, that's the wrong way to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, honesty is the best policy. Like when I, 
whenever I tweet something and it's like real raw and honest, like people connect with it. You know, like the other day I tweeted about quitting my job, but also being like, I'm in a pivotal space where like, yes, a lot of the amazing things are happening and I'm very thankful, but I also like, don't let the um like idea of success or like the the picture of success trick you because I still need everyone's support like more than ever because yeah. now it's like things are really starting to take off so it's like I, even the little stuffs like 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 I said the shares and the and like literally bro you don't even understand like when I did the um tag a rapper beat you tag polyester we ended up talking he's grabbed two beats off me now you know and that's the that's the exact thing I was talking about is like, you never know who's listening. You never know what connection can come from that. And that's all I'm asking people to do is just share. And then the rest, God's going to take care of the rest and talent's going to take care of the rest. You know, like everything yeah. else is going to fall where it needs to fall. But like, I just need my folks support, you know, like, and that was a perfect example of how things can happen. And that's just the beginning. Like that's, yeah. there's going to be, I'm going to get more placements and I already am like talking with more artists just from doing those type of videos and putting it in the fans, in the hands of people who are fans of my music, you know, yeah. straight up, like. Which is what is so cool about social media today and how the industry works is that you do have still like your mainstream like industry formulated artists who are put out there on the top 40 charts or whatever right but what's really going on is on in the general public everything's being curated through algorithms so that like artists are put with like artists and so you get these hyper-focused groups of people that are so passionate and in love with like whatever group of artists like obviously like you'd be with a lot of like the bay area sounds and those nice chill bouncy vibes and jazzy vibes and like you know that kind of group of people that love that kind of hip-hop but those fans are diehards instead mm -hmm. of like a mass following but only a few diehard fans you have a not necessarily mass, but a, a fat ass fan base of die sure. hard fans, you know, sure. and that is what is so cool about it. And then they do things like connect with other artists that are in that same kind of group so that it multiplies and multiplies and multiplies. And 100%. part of the reason why I like to connect people is purely selfish reasons. And I say this all the time is because like literally the comment, I was like, yo, I want to hear polyester and Larry on this, you know, sure. like, yeah. I want to hear it selfishly. I want to hear that. So please make it happen. You know, right. right. <laughs> and look so at that, bro. I'm literally like, I'm going to be so happy if we do a song and it comes out and I can give you a split on the song. Like oh that's gosh, also part of my, God. no, no, no. No, that's a hundred percent. Like that's a hundred percent happening because, like, I I was talking with this girl down here who was like about to get I am Sue on one of my beats. I'm like, I'm giving you oh, a so split. Sorry. I damn I damn near might give her a co-producer credit because she went like above and she like contacted people in real life and like followed up and was like, and she helped. If this song happens, she helped produce, produce. You know, literally produce a song in the same way with with you, like. I'm, I will be so happy to be able to give you a split on the song because that's what it's all about. And like, that's right. I want to, I want to be able to like, 
you know, do that for people. And yeah. the, and as you should, like you yeah. help contribute to the thing. Like I'm pretty sure your tag was the one that, you know, got their attention or whatever. So it's yeah. like, bro, I can't wait to do stuff like that and do more stuff like that and just empower people like through just the community. And I have this thing like about like going back to what you're saying about like the fan base, like building building your fan base off real moments. Cause like if you're building a fan base off of like viral moments or moments that aren't you, they're always gonna be looking yeah. for that next viral moment. And not, like when you mm -hmm. then when you present the real you, they're like, mm, this isn't good enough. I need the fireworks and the bangs and this right. and that and that. You yeah. know, so it's like nah, just be yourself. So then when shit, when a firework does go off, we can all celebrate it together. Yes. You're going to love me every day when I post because I'm yeah. just me. You know what I'm saying? Like being yourself again, back to authenticity with your crowd. And that's something I had to learn as an artist, you know, like yeah. the long way. Yeah, it is definitely about that organic approach nowadays. And I'm happy that it's changed that way because I would much rather have people be themselves and even if you kind of make it flourished up for social media or whatever, whatever, that's, that's cool too. But, um, but at the end of the day, being able to share like who you truly are and, and even like, even the like big celebs who still like run their Instagram themselves, you know, and they're interacting on there themselves. Like that's what it's all about nowadays. And that's yeah. so cool. It's a cool change. Um, to what was previously like the norm you know what i mean so the, it's too transparent it. now we all have cameras yeah. we all have ig live we have stories so it's like yeah to really fake an image you gotta really like you gotta really lie every day you gotta lie every <laughs> day people, you know what i'm yeah. saying and it's like yeah it's too That's transparent hard. to do that like you it's yeah. much easier just being yourself You'll it's get so much out easier. real fast that way. You feel yeah. me? Like, it's just so much easier being yourself. Like It, it truly, truly is. Um, talking about, like, behind-the-scenes shit and giving insight into it, um, one of the things that you've been doing lately, I've been really digging and tuning into, is the Behind the Beat that you've been doing, that series, uh, mm -hmm. where you just kind of sit and break down uh, beat production. I haven't watched them all, um, but I, I need to. I've binge-watched quite a few of them. That's tight. Uh, and it's always like I it's one of the realms of music that I am still learning and like I'm super like interested. I feel mm -hmm. like I would be like a really good engineer because I feel like I just have a good ear for everything. But like mm -hmm. I don't I'm not like I don't make music like I, I right. don't, you know. Um, so it's really cool for me to be able to sit and watch these videos of you talking about how you made it and like what you're doing and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, just, uh, break it down for me and like, uh, how did that come about? Um, how did you get started with that? And then just talk a little bit about like what you do during the videos and stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, you know, first and foremost, shout out to double O cause mm -hmm. you know, the whole series wouldn't be possible without him. He's like a really talented photographer and now becoming a videographer in the Bay. Um, so sick. And like this was his first like kind of video project that he did, and I was we were uh, actually working on furthermore stuff. We were talking about him being a part of furthermore, and then um, I was like, "Bro, bring your camera through. Like, we're, I want to try something with you or whatever." So I had 
done some of the TikTok behind the beats where I broke down the beats and like showed showed different elements of what went into the song or whatever. But I wanted to do something a little bit more detailed that looked a little bit more professional. And um, so, yeah, we did. We just kind of messed around and like did a couple the first night and they were so easy to film um and like so natural at the time looking back i can i can tell i was like hella nervous and like <laughs> i was just like getting used to it or whatever but they just yeah. flowed real well or whatever and um the whole objective of the series for me is one to show people like um to to break down the, the songs that i have out you know what i'm saying to show people how i how i make the beats but it's also yeah. to encourage people and be like you can do this too because like i said it was only three or four years ago when I didn't know how to make any of these beats, right. you know, from scratch. So it was like, literally, I watched videos like these, like behind the beats, tutorials, hella production videos, piano videos, and, and that's what changed my sound. So it's like, also part of it is to show like, you you can do this as well. Like it's, it's not hard. And especially like, with all the equipment and like tools that we have as like music making, I just want people to know it's possible. Like, part of my fear with doing the series was that people were going to think like I was on a high horse being like, I'm the best producer ever. Like watch how I make all my beats. And I'm like, that's not the goal because I'm not the best producer. Like I'm a good, I'm a good producer. I also feel like I have a good ear for music, but I like, I'm not some super musician. I've never taken a, a music class in my life. I really right. can't play any instruments. Like I'm learning to play instruments, but I'm, I'm not some like, you know, child prodigy when it comes to music. Like <laughs> you're right. But I've studied, you know, and I and I worked hard at it. And so part of it is is that side of like kind of just showing like, man, you can do this. Here's how I did it. I played some chords. I made a pad. I yeah. made some drums. <laughs> I did a bass line. I did you know what I'm saying? And then we had some songs or whatever too. Um so that was kind of the whole objective and the and the whole thing kind of started out with like a conversation I was having with La Russell just about my content and like and posting every day. We talk about social media a lot and he's he's always encouraging me to post every single day. And um, we, we have our discussions about it, you know, and I'm like, honestly, bro, I don't I'm not at that position yet where I want to post every single day, but I'm going to work towards it. So part of like the video, the behind the beat and the tag your rapper and some of the other stuff I'm doing is like trying to work work up to that posting more consistently and, and all that type of thing. So I feel really lucky to have someone like Double O because he puts in a lot of like time and effort on this series and, and we just do it for the love, you know, like we're not getting paid off of it. We're, you know, we're not like, it's just strictly out of love and that he also has like a passion for this stuff too. And, um, it's been dope it's been really dope to see like when we walk into a room and people be like man the behind the beat you know whatever it is people been fucking yeah. with it even though the numbers are slow like especially on youtube we've been like we started out really slow but i knew that was gonna happen like i knew i'm like bro we just all we have to do is stay consistent and in a year from now both of our situations will be different you'll have more bookings i'll have more beat sales both of our names will be up and it's only three, four, it's only four months in, you know, and I feel like we've already accomplished that, you know? So yeah. 
it's been something cool. I have some ideas to kind of tweak it a little bit to make it more watchable because they are long. And like, even the other day I was watching it and I got bored and turned it off. Like I like, (laughs) I like skipped to something else. And I was like, okay, that's just, you know, it's it's natural. Like just kind of showing that it's like, there's a lot to compete to, a lot to compete with in this era when it comes to like music and movies and streaming and stuff. So holding people's attention. How can we make it better? How can we, right. you know, make it maybe shorter or whatever it is. So I'm excited. We're tweaking it. We're yeah, tweaking yeah. it. It's constant. And props, and props <laughs> to you because when you were doing the introduction, I'm like, okay, she's on episode 16. We just dropped episode 13. Damn. And okay. I know how difficult it is. Like it might yeah. not seem like a lot in the long run, but like 15, 16 episodes of anything is really like, dedication you know like yeah the consistency of it that's that's really what it takes is the consistent effort towards it and the dedication every single day to want to do it too and that's why that's why i was talking about with like i i kind of just had to jump into it like joey gave me a start date and he was like okay you're starting on january 6th like that first thursday no ifs ands buts about it like you're doing it and like you know, it's uh, really just like you just got to and, and this is something that honestly Mitch tells me all the time um, is that you just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other, whether mm-hmm. it's just one step a day or two, you know, just keep putting that foot forward. And mm-hmm. I have to remind myself about that all the time, too. Um, you know, I live with a lot of like chronic health issues that really like some days it's really hard. I missed a week, um, not last week, but the week before I missed that week. Um, just cause I was like not feeling well and I was sick because of my stupid fucking period, you know, just being a mm-hmm. woman alone, you know, you mm-hmm. have to deal with that every month. So it's, it's the dedication through that. That is, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> no, I feel <laughs> that. I feel yeah. that. That was, that was part of the like fear I had with starting. It was like, am I going to want to film every week? Am I going right. to, my dumbass want to be on camera every single week? <laughs> but, then, but then like, I kind of noticed like throughout the first few weeks, I'm like, it's also helping me like notice things I want to improve about myself right. too. Like I'm like, yeah. all right, you know what I'm saying? You're just like forcing yourself to kind of deal with yourself too. But that the health aspect of it is real too, you know, yeah. because I feel like I, I have battled with my own like, health problems and stuff too and it's just like sometimes whether it's mental health or real mm-hmm. health it's just like sometimes i don't feel like being on camera and talking to people and da da da, da you know yeah. like again shout out to double low because i have a really uh great partner and an easy partner to work with when it comes mm-hmm. to this like the beat videos and i wouldn't be able to do it without anyone else that did wasn't you know made it feel like i'm sitting here just talking to my friend or whatever doing right. the beat yeah. or whatever so I think the comfortability of it as well. When you're uncomfortable doing something, it's hard to push yourself to do it. So it's nice For to have sure. that outside Especially source. on camera, it's going to mm-hmm. show. You know, like it's yeah. going to show. It's That's all kind of why show. I like blunt talk and the platform i made here was so that i can be absolutely brutally honest about everything you know mm-hmm. if i'm not feeling well or if i'm not i'm not gonna like hide that like i feel like it's always been one of those things in show business where like you hide your if you're sick you hide it you know if you're not if you got bad news or something beforehand you put it in the back of your mind and you just perform or whatever but yep. i feel like it it adds such a depth to p- 
people's character that when you are feeling these emotions and you're able to express it, but still like maintain your composure and like go on with it. But like, mm-hmm. like it, it affects you. And I feel like if you just push it into the back and you suppress it, like that's worse, you know, I feel like a lot of, especially in the creative world, a lot of creativity comes from those emotions often tragic or negative emotions but um mm-hmm. embracing it i think is so beautiful and for so sure and, and if there's going to be someone out there that like relates to what you're mm-hmm. going through that feels what you're going through and probably can't get to the point where they're doing something like you that that, that yeah. maybe deals with their own anxiety that's like i could never be on camera but like look at her but you're also mm-hmm. telling them like i'm one of you too like i feel this too that's why i'm never afraid to like tell people that I've been depressed or like, you know, right. have like, even through all the ups and downs with music, like I I noticed recently, like, we'll go do something super dope. You know, we'll be somewhere for a week, like doing some amazing stuff. And then the next week it's really, I'll have a hard week because of the yeah. up and down and like, should be super up, then super down this. Like, I, you know, I kind of like, we talked about it, like, damn, can't, you cannot get the highs without the lows. Like the lows come with the highs, even in, someone who may be successful to you too you know and a lot of times like you said it was never accepted for these like ultra successful people to admit that 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 also comes with it like yeah Yeah. that shit is you know and it's a real human emotion that people feel too you know like and sometimes it's simultaneous sometimes you could be at like the peak of your career or the peak of something or whatever or like receiving an award for something or you know the tippy top high feeling but at the Mm -hmm. same time like you could get like the info that a loved one just died like that same day like oftentimes it's like in the same instance you have a really low feeling but it's like how do you remain grateful you know for like what you have going too like sometimes it's like it's so such a weird balance that it's um that's why a lot of people break and a lot of people have meltdowns because of that which is why i'm such a big advocate for you know speaking about it and and having those introspective moments with yourself where you're able to reflect on the things which is why it's so cool to watch yourself on camera and to be able to like break things down of like what you and and just even recognizing the things that you either like don't like or like want to improve on or like whatever you know like those moments are so crucial and i think it's so cool that people nowadays are like really you know attacking talking about it it. and yeah yeah, it's it's so so cool to me um and yeah Yeah. because i yeah, I I am very emotional and always. It, it was just a frowned upon thing for so long. Yeah. Like mental health was just such a like, oh, you're crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people used to really like look at it now, but it's right. really now it needs to be accepted. Like, yeah, of course. Like, why would you not have mental health? Like you don't go right. through life without being injured. So why would your brain not have injuries? You know what I'm saying? Like right. you're going to turn an ankle eventually. Like, of course, there's going to something's going to happen in your life that like brings trauma to the way you think and the way you interact with other people and i just i just think it's so dope that the conversation is like open now and we learn more about it like i've learned about my anxiety you know like by reading and stuff like like 
and and by moving you know it was a different yeah. type of again, another thing with anxiety just like kind of going having to go places by yourself or going mm -hmm. to a show by yourself like like i said in portland it's just i knew everybody so i never have to i never had to deal with those type of feelings i'm like damn i ha am i socially awkward like what's going on <laughs> like you know yeah. it's just like it's just you know like yeah identifying that those type of feelings you know and knowing what it is like oh, okay yeah i'm having anxiety i don't feel like i want to go out or whatever it is yeah. you know like that type of thing but but also knowing what you're feeling too is so important absolutely yeah um but now that you've been in the bay for a little while you have yeah. made some new connections um mm -hmm. and like you've been working with la russell and my god have i been <laughs> I have played like everything over and over and over again. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed yeah. with a lot of the shit. Um, That's what's up. That's great to hear. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't, you know, I get it in, um, I get it in bits and pieces. Like a lot of it will be like new followers or people like that that'll kind of hit me up. But I kind of haven't, like, I know some people have been tapped in, but I, I'm, I'm like, wasn't really sure like what our reach has been like in yeah. Seattle and Portland. Like, I, I know some people are tapped in, but that's, that's good to hear. Like, I feel like La Russell's really like one of the most special artists to come in the last few years. And people are, are kind of slowly, but surely like finding out I'm, I'm lucky enough to like have been in some of these spaces and heard some of the unreleased music and been and like literally watched him do stuff that I've never yeah. seen another rapper do ever, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> or artist in general, like not even to put him in a rapper mode, but like a really, yeah talented writer and a really like shrewd business mind you know someone who understands the music industry and understands like just like how to how to get it done you know yeah. like for real for real yeah uh, and i mean you talked about it earlier about how y'all talk about social media all the time and mm -hmm. i mean he shows up in my feed every single day with yeah different, different content multiple times a day for sure multiple times a day yeah which is totally fine for me i'm i'm totally okay with that yeah um, yeah and so he definitely like you can see his dedication just the amount like watching his growth over the past even just like the past like six months honestly for sure yeah for sure tremendous so but i think i think i met him like i don't remember i it was less than 10k like i want to say he had maybe like eight thousand followers or something when we first yeah. started and now he's like getting to like two hundred thousand, and it's just been it's just been so fun to watch you know and i know there's yeah. so much more there's so much more in store you know but even just this like we always joke about it like we like we're like bro we haven't even known each other a year like we like just <laughs> now it's been a year but for a minute we'd be like we have we have we just met this year yeah. think about everything that happened you know we went from recording an album in his bedroom to like recording our next album at la reed studio in la and like so working with def jam and all this type of stuff like it's just been making a song with e40 e40 neff the pharaoh like God. there's been so much <laughs> yeah like really like that was yeah there's been so many like <laughs> amazing things that have happened and it's really just the beginning in the scheme of things like we had a show in oakland last week yeah. It was like three, it was like 300 people or whatever. And it was like, everyone got to pay what they wanted to get in. But, and it was so beautiful to see. And I'm just thinking like, this is just the start. Like we're going to eventually look back and be like, remember we played the little event, you know, we played the little <laughs> venue, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Like, 
man, it's been amazing. And um, just his work ethic and the person that he is and like the standard that he lives by, I feel like has made me like a better musician and a better person too, you know, like yeah. just a, one of those um, real, real people and friendships that's like, damn, this person makes me better. Like being around them makes me better, you know? And I, and I would like to think like musically vice versa too. Like we made some incredible music together, you know? So it's been dope, man. It's been so, it's just been so crazy to like, people are actually really listening. Like people yeah. are listening like that. I don't like, I'm about to hit 2 million streams probably next month, like a million on Apple and a That's million so on Spotify. And I'm just like, people are really and these are all these are all organic real people you know like yeah and, and it's just crazy to see like people really yelling the words to our song like you that's know the whatever only way to do it you can't just like normally rap it you have to yell it i'm sorry but that's the energy yeah. we're bringing yeah. to it is yelling yeah. it i can't tell you how many times it's been playing at work and i'm like filling an order or something for somebody and i'm fucking like yelling the words to the song <laughs> yeah for sure there was like at this show there was like a group of like four or five girls next to me and they were like screaming for a baggage claim and then when the song yes. came on they like knew all the words go get that back. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is really crazy. Like, this is really insane. Like, you know, and I mean, yes. so much, uh, so much growth in such little time in there. So we like, we have a third album that's done. We're just trying to figure out like what we're doing with it. But yeah. I'm like, I was nervous when we put out Marlon 7 and Cook Together, Eat Together, I was a little bit more confident with, but like yeah. this project, I'm so, I'm like, we have hits like we have real like we have joints on this third album is just insane like we both took it to another level for sure and, um, i'm so I'm excited yeah i'm excited <laughs> to put it out definitely well shit what else you got in the near future we got a um, just a few minutes left here so it go, we stop at an hour well i just yes. put out the um uh no game no glory with my homie pricey in portland yep, this is yep. his hoodie right here at castle ill um i told you the little reverse was throwing me off but uh yeah well, we just put good. out um that project with, with pricey um uh, it's all produced by me we did it all like in person in oakland and it's just another it's another like piece of my discography that i'm so proud of and like um pricey's like one of my closest friends and, and also one of my favorite rappers you know so yeah i'm really excited about that I have a bunch of stuff coming out. I'm working on the, uh, me and Cool Nuts are doing an album. Um, I love that. Yeah, I'm very it's like that's like another thing, like a trophy. I'm really gonna put on the shelf yeah. when it's done. Like, okay, I got one with Cool Nuts, and I'm really excited about like the the songs we have so far are really amazing, and I feel like it's gonna bring out a different side of Cool Nuts and just working with one producer. I feel like i feel like we're gonna make something classic and i'm gonna do my best you know to make it classic um that's so cool because he's been in the game for so long and shown a bunch of different sides to him already so to see yeah. another side but that's yeah. also that really speaks to the producer and rapper relationship as well and how it for can sure. create a whole new like vibe to it so i'm excited and that's <laughs> and that's my goal. I really look at Hit Boy as like someone that I want to model my stuff after, like how he really gets in with people and like 
locks in a whole project and really brings a feel to every single project yeah. that he works on. Like my pricey stuff, it feels different than La Russell and like the Russell feels different than like the B3 album or whatever, you know, all the other artists I'm like working with, we all kind of are like bringing something different to the table musically. Um, I also just locked in with this artist in San Jose named L James, who's like really dope. We're going to do a whole project and, and just, I have a bunch of like, one-off stuff and like you know i have like some stuff with grinch coming out and like a oh bunch of God. a bunch of like yes. i don't know just production everywhere you know like i'm working on with uh, um a bunch of artists here in the bay uh like kind of one-off songs and projects and stuff like that so it's hard to recap it all but man just yeah. trying to just trying to be the best producer i can be and like see what comes from there i know that there's a lot in store and i'm gonna continue to like improve you know so like yeah. those are my goals of just getting better and 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 letting letting god do the work for real because yeah. um yeah he's already done some amazing amazing stuff in the last few years for me for sure so rad uh, yeah. So where can people follow you to stay up to date on the things you're doing and the people you're working with? What are your platforms? Where can they find you? Yeah, pretty much on all social media. It, it's Tope, I-T-S-T-O-P-E. Um, I think Facebook is just Tope. And then it's Tope.com, my website, too. Um, yeah, so you can find me on there. And then and then um, on streaming, Tope, I mean, give me a follow, give me a stream. We're almost at that million. I'm like... I'm like 40,000 away, but I think it's going to, uh, it'll yeah. be here by next month. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's funny is that um, a lot of these people don't know, a lot of the new fans, they don't know I rap, but people have been really like on my neck about rapping lately again, That's like rapping so again. And I'm just, I'm like, I don't know. I've been bullied so much that I feel like I need to like, even just like maybe drop a couple songs. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I can't make any guarantees, but we'll see. Well, holler at your girl. I'll throw you a verse. <laughs> right. right. That. That'll be the collab of the year. <laughs> yes. Def Taylor and Tope. It has already got a ring to it. Hey, somebody's got to get the first verse from Taylor, so you could be the one. <laughs> no, I remember I had a beat. You're like, I want to rap on this right now. <laughs> you're like, I, if I rapped, I would rap on this right now. And that beat is actually on the Cool Nuts album. It's like one Ooh, of the first songs we did. Yeah. Sick. You might catch a fresh it. remix with Taylor on it. Right. Hey. Hey, nuts, bro. I got, this, I got this hot artist out of Seattle, bro. You got to check her out. <laughs> Hey, well, shit, that's our fucking time. That hour flew by, and I could go on talking with you for a whole nother hour. So we might have to get the tote part two interview. Part, you part dig? Two, for real, for we'll real. plan that for another time because this has been great. Um, right. When I come to Seattle, we got to do part two in person. And I'm, yes. I'm gonna smoke, and I'm going to smoke with you. That's going to be the one right there. So. Mm -hmm. Thank y'all for tuning in for another beautiful episode of Blunt Talk. Shout out Royal Tree with the LSD because I was geeking this whole time. <laughs> I've been super late. <laughs> so, you know, uh, go find you some Royal Tree if you're in Washington because they got some good trees. So hey. I'm just saying. 
And catch me next week with, I believe, Heza Feza is going to be on. She's going to be coming back from Germany and going to tell me all about it. Um, and she did some performances out there, so it should be pretty cool. So tune in, y'all. Um, but thank you for joining in. And that's the time. So later. Yeah.